The words of the Lord are pure words, as silver tried in a furnace of earth, purified seven times. Thou shalt keep them, O Lord, thou shalt preserve them from this generation forever. For as the rain cometh down, and the snow from heaven, and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth, and maketh it bring forth in bud, that it may give seed to the sower, and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I send it. Welcome to another program with Truths to Live By, a ministry of Harriman Baptist Tabernacle in Harriman, Tennessee. You're listening to Brother Benjamin Cooley. I pray we would be a blessing to you today. With our Bibles open to Psalm 22, we'll look briefly today at Psalm 22, 23, and 24 as they stand together and then begin with some thoughts concerning our Lord in Psalm 22 after a word of prayer. Father, we thank you for this good day. Thank you for the word of the Lord. Thank you for the grace of our God, for the mercy of our Master for the peace of our Prince, even the Lord Jesus Christ, who is coming again to receive his own, to rescue his bride, and to bring retribution and wrath upon an ungodly world. Thank you for mercy there at Calvary, for the blood of Jesus that was shed for the sins of the whole world. I pray now for your help and grace to edify the saints, and notify that sinner today. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Psalm 22, 23, and 24 stand together as they all speak of our Lord Jesus Christ. We read throughout the scriptures, primarily we are speaking of the New Testament, that Jesus Christ is the Good Shepherd and the great shepherd, and the chief shepherd. Thus we find him in Psalm 22, comparing with John 10, 11, he is the good shepherd, giving his life for the sheep. We find him in Psalm 23, and Hebrews 13, 20, he is the great shepherd, and he lives his life for the sheep. He died for me, but he is living for me. Psalm 24, 1 Peter 5, verse 4. Jesus Christ is that 
chief shepherd, and he is coming again. One day in the past, he gave his life for me. One day at a time, as far as my perspective goes, he cares for me. One day in the future, and praise God, it could even be today. He will return for me. Psalm 22 answers the past. Psalm 23 answers the present. Psalm 24 answers the future. And so we find our Lord as the Good Shepherd, Psalm 22, the Great Shepherd, Psalm 23, and the Chief Shepherd in Psalm 24. Thus, we want you to consider now and think with us of Psalm 22, and we could trace the life of our Lord, see him in the trough as a baby, in that manger at his birth, trace him on to the temple in his youth as a twelve-year-old boy, hear him in his talks, his sermons, his messages to the multitudes and individuals throughout his ministry, Nicodemus, the woman at the well, to mention a few, the tree of his death there on Golgotha's hill, the tomb at his resurrection, the triumph at his ascension, and then for now and forevermore, we could trace him up to his throne, the throne of his glory. But now I want you to consider this tree of suffering and of death. Jesus, the Son of God, was nailed to the cross and then elevated on the hill of Golgotha, that he might make reconciliation for the sins of the world of men. Psalm 22, it goes beyond the experience of David. We witness the throes of Christ. We hear the travail of his soul as he is made to be the offering for sin before the Lord. In this psalm, we see what our sin, yes, my sin and yours, did to Christ. We also get an inside look at what happens between God the Father and God the Son and God the Holy Spirit there at Calvary. Here, Christ became sin. Therefore, the Father had to forsake His Son over to righteous retribution, to divine judgment, in order for sin to be atoned for. When we read this first division of the psalm, we are looking down from the cross of Calvary suspended between heaven and earth, listening to the suffering heart of Christ. Our viewpoint is through the eyes of the suffering Messiah, the bleeding Savior, the dying Lamb of God. This psalm contains fulfilled prophecy. It is a proof of inspiration. And yes, again I say a picture of what our sin did to Christ. Psalm 22, verse 1, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? 
Why art thou so far from helping me and from the words of my roaring? O my God, I cry in the daytime, but thou hearest not, and in the night season, and am not silent. But thou art holy, O thou that inhabitest the praises of Israel. Our fathers trusted in thee, they trusted, and thou didst deliver them. They cried unto thee and were delivered. They trusted in thee and were not confounded. But I am a worm and no man, a reproach of men and despised of the people. All they that see me laugh me to scorn. They shoot out the lip. They shake the head, saying, He trusted on the Lord that he would deliver him. Let him deliver him, seeing he delighted in him. But thou art he that took me out of the womb. Thou didst make me hope when I was upon my mother's breasts. I was cast upon thee from the womb. Thou art my God from my mother's belly. Be not far from me, for trouble is near, for there is none to help. Many bulls have compassed me. Strong bulls of Bashan have beset me round. They gaped upon me with their mouths, as a ravening and a roaring lion. I am poured out like water, and all my bones are out of joint. My heart is like wax. It is melted in the midst of my bowels. My strength is dried up like a potsherd, and my tongue cleaveth to my jaws, and thou hast brought me into the dust of death. We are hearing Christ from the cross, having been brought into the dust of death by his own Father, delivered by the determinate counsel of God. And thus we see the bitter experience of the tree. The hidden suffering of Christ is to be felt, seen, and heard here. He has made a curse for us, as it is written, Galatians 3.13. He has made sin for us, as it is written, 2 Corinthians 5.21. We have read to you these verses, and we see the anguish of his soul. He cried from the cross, because God is distant. My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? He cried out in despair. He cried out in distress. Why art thou so far from helping me? He has lost all sight of help. He has lost all sight of hope. He cries out in the daytime, but thou hearest not. He cries out in the darkness, in the night season, he was not silent. Matthew twenty-seven forty-five. there was darkness over all the land from the sixth hour until the ninth hour. This is when God the Father blacked out the sun and forsook his darling son, turned his back from Calvary due to those eyes which are so pure that he cannot behold evil. And the divine wrath of God was poured out on the Son of God for the sake of the souls of men. And that God's righteousness and justice 
and holiness could be satisfied. That propitiation could be obtained. And so he cried out before the Lord. But then he is crushed upon the cross. He said, I am a worm and no man. This is that picture of the worms which were crushed. Therefore, they were no good unless dead, crushed to obtain a red dye, and thus dye the garments. And so Christ, he was crushed under the wrath of God to yield the crimson flow of his precious blood. He cried from the cross. He was crushed on the cross, and we see the anguish of his soul in verses 1 through 11. My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Friend, Christ was forsaken of God that you might not have to be. We thank you for making this ministry a part of your day. And in closing, we want to point you to the words of our Lord in Matthew chapter 4 and verse 4. He answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. And truly it is written. God's word, every word, presents us with truths to live by. You've been listening to Brother Benjamin Cooley. Please send all correspondence to Truths to Live By, P.O. Box 575, Harriman, Tennessee, 37748. Or you can email us at bmarkcooley at gmail.com. And finally, brethren, pray for us.